Hello. Hey, hey. How you doing? Me? Yeah, you. Oh, I'm good. How about you? I'm not too bad. How, how, are, how are y'all doing out there? It's been it's been two weeks, which feels like an eternity. When we don't come up here every Thursday, I always feel like I'm not sure if I rem- will remember how to do this at all. Um, but then we always, by like the 20-minute mark, find our feet again. This is Ergo, WHBK, Ergo Radio. Dot com. I'm Kiss. I am Damon. And every week we have, or so, we have conversations <laughs> with artists, organizers, poets, rappers, musicians, folks reshaping the culture of our city for the more equitable and the more creative. We have two people in the studio, which as always is a bit of a tight fit. We're going to make it work and I'm really excited for this conversation. But first, some community announcements. What do you got, Dan? Check me out. I got one prepared. I think I have details and addresses. Oh, you brought details All types today? of things. Yes, there is a Youth Media Summit tomorrow at the Gene Siskel Film Center. Uh, and now my phone's not loading, so I'm losing the address. So my confidence it's right up is the, depleted. It's like Washington and State. Yeah, yeah. It's like downtown. It's like right across the street from like the Chicago Theater. It's from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And what is it? It is a national alliance of youth media makers. So it's actually the intention is to be intergenerational. So it's not just like kids but centering young people centering youth, centering uh future space makers and media makers uh and it's a conference thing and i'm hosting it so man you bringing details is like a person bringing a posse you know it's like i don't know if we have room in this studio for you <laughs> and details <laughs> uh, a couple other announcements uh city bureau ergo alums have their first big fundraiser the soapbox ball tonight over at co-prosperity sphere that's thursday night support that if you can and even if you can't make the fundraiser uh, find a way to support their community journalism work. Uh, tomorrow at Gallery Gashard on 45th and King Drive, Eve Ewing and Danette Smith are in conversation. That should be great. Um, Your people. Absolutely. <laughs> and on Saturday, uh, they're in Albany Park, 3316 West Lawrence. There's a March Against Silver Property, who's uh, one of the management property owners uh, in the neighborhood who's been displacing people and pushing people out. Um, so that's, I believe, at 11 a.m. You can check our Twitter feed. I actually posted it there. I'm super for that. We need to round up all of these property management company owners and go get them. <laughs> <laughs> They're quaking in their yeah, boots let's now. Go, let's, we're coming. And lastly, this isn't exactly a community announcement, but uh, Kalela, the wonderful singer who I actually am a big fan of, is performing Monday night at the Promontory as part of Red Bull's 30 Days in Chicago. Not exactly our community, but we're, we're fans. An extended community. <laughs> Now, the conversation, I believe, has already started <laughs> <laughs> with our very special guest here. Why don't we go ahead and bring y'all in so that we don't just have two radio shows going <laughs> at the same time. You're going to need to get close to the microphone. <laughs> uh, we have the wonderful Jacinda and Jaquanda of Kumba Links here. Bra, in bra, the so this is cool because we we start uh every week with this dual question but now there's two people so we can get four answers so, <laughs> so and you're gonna need to get like kind of alternating on the microphone okay. yes yes y'all, y'all y'all gonna get the rhythm I, we have faith so how is the world treating you and how are you treating the world on this day this time this season this week in this general moment however you want to define that the world is treating me um with a lot of show up, I mm. think, um, you know, uh, I've been going through a lot of transition in my life lately. My son just left for NYU. Oh, <laughs> shout out. <laughs> um, and um, things have been falling in place. I just moved. I'm 
move to the South Side. Hey, <laughs> super strong. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You know, I, I've been on the West Side for 12 years, so this is new. I'm the CS Tower looks different from down here, doesn't it? it? it, it, does, it does. Damon's the president of the Welcome Committee. He's going to show up <laughs> yeah, with a fruit basket at your door. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and just with family and friends and community just really showing up and and being being there. So I would say the world is treating me pretty good right now. And how are you treating the world? And I am trying to be a mirror of how the world mm-hmm. is treating me. So just remembering to be present and show up and be active. How about you, Jacinda? Um, the, uh, I think <laughs> the world is, uh, I guess, reminding me to stay curious and mm. ask a lot of questions. Mm. Um, and then the what the way I'm treating the world is, man, I like have this like urgent necessity in me to. My Muslim name is Jazeera, which mm. means bold and courageous. Mm. So I think like that's how I've been treating the world lately. I probably need to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into any questions, it also I'm translate sure. to te- translates to teed up. Yeah, I was gonna say you're tired right now. <laughs> that was the poetic way of saying you, you're ready for it. Um, before we we get started, I like to often like gas up people. And I am very, very excited and honored to have y'all here. Uh, the work that we're trying to do, right, is like create a narrative or an archive or like a living document of what's been happening in the city right now, but really over like the last five to 10 years. Um, and Kumba Links is like a central, pivotal space and part of that story. And as we have had people up here, it has definitely been mentioned and, and it is a part of the conversation. So many times. Yeah. But it, our work has been completely incomplete <laughs> until we have had y'all up here and, and got the story firsthand. And there's no way that I know we can get all that I would love to talk about within an hour, but I'm just very excited and honored to have y'all here. I think y'all are shining examples of people, freedom fighters, space makers, teachers. Um, and when people ask like, what is a model? Um, I think Kuba links is one of the, the best examples I know of in the country. So shout out to y'all and thank you for being here. Very humbly. Damon is a semi-professional gasser upper. <laughs> So to that point, though, you know, as I said, the studio is small and there's two of y'all in here and it's always kind of been a central tension for us is, you know, we're talking about how do we share kind of this documentation of this community through these one on one individual conversations. And I think it's especially tricky with y'all because KL is like the most collective of all the collectives in every way. Um, So I'm curious for the two of you as co-founders and as facilitators and as direction makers for the, for the crew, um, where are the tensions in terms of like representing it? How do you do that? Like, let's say you're being invited into whether it's a fundraising space or a press thing or whatever, and and being, you know, the, the, the founders and directors, like, how do you think about that tension of like representation, representing, representating. I like, it's been a two weeks of representing this, this crew. There's only so many spaces in the car, right? You can only lap up so hard. I think um, one thing that we're really trying to be intentional about is centering the um, emerging leadership in our organization. Jacinda and I um, often do get called to represent the organization, but as you said, it is definitely a huge collective. Um, And it is um, 
something that we really, you know, as going through our journey and being 21 years into this journey, um, are good with stepping back a little bit and saying, <laughs> you know, um, let's see how the input in the collective work has grown the organization and their voices obviously are super strong and needed in the city. So I think the tension comes around us really just um, conveying that message to people who just think Kumbalinks is just an Njaquanda right. and, you know, and just really being like, yeah, no, there's, there's a whole, you know, posse right. behind right. us that needs to tell their story as it is in this moment in time. So. Mm. Mm. And it probably, I could imagine it's like, we've answered all these questions before. Yeah. <laughs> is, there, is there a question that, whether it's press or, or just in general, when people who aren't as familiar, like a question that y'all are so tired of, just so that I know not to ask it in 20 minutes. <laughs> I, it's funny. I don't think that we've done a lot of press, right? Like, I don't really feel that we've been interviewed a lot. Um, am I tripping? I mean, I, not a lot. Okay, so let's say. I mean, they say, like, how, what's Kumba Links mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, that, you yeah, know, which is, yeah. Oh, that was like, where's the name? What's, what's Kumba Links? Yeah. yeah. Like, well, how did you get that name? Right. Mm-hmm. That's the classic. Yeah. I don't think we've ever asked. Well, we asked a couple people, but in the belt. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll go I, down I, our memory. I don't later. ask what names mean. I ask like the moment of how they came about and like what made it special. I, so what I say is like the Belle Biv DeVoe moment, right? Because mm-hmm. Belle Biv DeVoe only had one song, but they can tour on it for 25 years. <laughs> right, right. So I just imagine like when that bass line was played in the studio and when he first hit the mm-hmm. is dry. I'm sure they was like, yo, we got one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and we got one forever. And so whenever somebody has like a really beautiful, powerful, name or like symbol I like to say what is what was the Belle Biv DeVoe Belle Biv DeVoe moment like what was the studio of it like so rather than asking rather than describing the question let's just ask that what's the <laughs> Belle Biv DeVoe moment for y'all no, you tell that story. <laughs> I also like, love this. Y'all are doing yeah. You mean like the what? The story of Kumbalinks? Yeah, like how we came up with the the name or the just, actual name? Just the moment. Or yeah, the moment. Yeah. Where, where you were like, oh, that's, that's just what funny. we're gonna be. <laughs> tell it. Oh, you tell it. <laughs> you can't be bashful on the radio. <laughs> 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 just thinking, like, that's what you're doing. Y'all can't that. Okay, yeah. like, no, you can't tell. I'll the just story. say the music. What do you mean you haven't done a lot of press? Okay, there you go. I love. This. <laughs> I know Mob Deep was like a huge piece of our chill time. Yeah. Word. Yes, it was wonderful how you said that. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think also just, um, you know, just feeling like our essence was really full of creativity. It was really full of like unity, but like we were so small when we started mm-hmm. that, you know, we, but we were loud. Like Jacinda's nickname is Ant Mouth, right? It's like, <laughs> You could hear it from miles away, right? And then my sister, Lady Soul, you know, she was very loud with her her expression of dance and, and her ambition for what she wanted to do. And I myself am not that loud, but <laughs> um, but my my heart is, That's right. you know, and so I think like in the moment we were, you know, 19, you know, chilling um, and thinking about like our creativity and our roar. And so um, Mm -hmm. we just matched that with like the links Mm -hmm. um, and came up with a a slogan, creativity linked together with a mighty roar. And that's kind of how it it Mm. unfolded. Mm. I'm glad we got to ask that question the good way. That was fun. And, and so one of the things that I think for me is really exciting about having y'all in these seats is having 
been for the last, I don't know, year and a half or two, trying to figure out how to make things from scratch, whether it's radio, whether it's organizing spaces, whether it's art. Um, and, and sometimes, at least for me, and I think for Dame also feeling not lost, but not quite knowing how to take those steps forward. And so looking to lineage, I think of y'all, of course, as an example of that. So what are some pieces of advice or just some things you've learned that like you wish you could have told 19 year old you about how to make what you do in, in, in this community? I don't know if I would have told my 19 year old self, like be good to people because <laughs> I think that was our intention mm-hmm. from jump was like, be good to each other and ourselves and practice something different or practice the things that we knew were good. Mm-hmm. Um, but damn, I think I'd have told my 19-year-old self, don't start an NFP. What's that? A, a not-for-profit. Oh, yeah. I and did y'all incorporate like from the beginning? No, not right away. Like a couple years. So say, say more about that because as Let Us Breathe, yeah. we're really trying to resist Wait. the nonprofit structure even though we are like supplementary, re- relying on other nonprofits. Yeah. Talk more about why you would so adamantly advise. Well, let me that, back you know. that up. And I and I didn't know anything about the the uh, the non for profit prison, uh, the non for profit complex, yeah. industrial <laughs> complex. <laughs> right? I didn't know like anything about that. But in my heart, it always was a conflict. And um, actually, some of the mm-hmm. younger brothers that like we were around, Jaquana's husband, he used to always like remind us of like why that shit was created. Um, and so I guess that always was in the back of my mind. But um, without getting in, in too much of that, I guess what I mean is it's twofold. One is that like it is problematic in ter- in terms of like the funding and all that stuff. But th- but we have decided that we'll institutionalize and we're okay with that, be calling ourselves an organization. But the other piece of that, that what I do mean is that it really took away from a lot of the intentional work that we wanted to do mm-hmm. because you have, you get stuck in, in paperwork just and bureaucracy. Ban- just bandwidth wise. You don't yeah. have the time to do it both. You know, you know, like practicing the art, like the very thing that, that made you develop, have this friendship and this collective is now like I don't know my friend because we working on bullshit grants and yeah. board of directors and just shit that's irrelevant to like the core of the the love yeah mm-hmm. and the idea of like really changing our circumstances yeah, yeah. but on the flip side yeah. you know like I guess what well, I can go to sleep at night and be like yep we are we did that shit mm-hmm. is because like. One of the things that we think about when we think about a reimagined world is like um like folks being okay, like having food to eat yeah. and a place to stay. And like, right. yo, KL has been able, you know, ain't nobody rolling, like we're mm. not ballers, but mm-hmm. like there's a good crew of folks that like do have food yeah. because they, they get paid. Yeah. They eat all, they do, right? Yeah. And so like in a weird way, that helps me be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, I know that, like, we, we, we're we good finesses with <laughs> funds. So do, with, with that knowledge now, do you, either of y'all see alternative models that have worked or now that you have the infrastructure, s- see ways to kind of have that sustainability and still have access to resource that is not funneled through that one pipe? Because the answer could very well be no. Uh, but... Is there now with your experience and with your perspective, do you see other ways that that creating space is possible? Yeah, I do. I think it it would look different. I I do. I think it would look different. 
um, mm-hmm. than what we've set up. Um, the the reach and the relationships that we have may be different. Mm-hmm. Um, folks' investments might be different just because they need a babysitter or they got to pay the light bill so they can't like be there mm-hmm. that intentionally. Um, I would say also um, that we have... The blessing of having our own non-for-profit is that we can make the rules. You know, we can um, create a model as close as to what we would, you know, the ideal model would be, right? Right. And so some of the things that we have, like, really been intentional about implementing in our our, um, organization is, for example, self-care, you know, um, this... We we just took a big, a huge step, I believe, because we have um, taken off two Fridays a month hmm. um, for our staff that they get paid um, to have their own self care day um, mm. and wow. just you know so it's powerful uh, yeah, yeah so that's really important to us as well as we've been trying to solidify funds for health insurance and we also are doing something really wonderful that. Um, is is really specific to art and that is bringing in a teaching artist for our staff not mm. for our youth um oh. and so our staff um it's still building craft yeah it's, it's still, still building like, craft, that is, that's like, part of the job and or part of the work. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. um so those those little things um make our not-for-profit more close to a holistic you know space that we really want yeah, right. So you don't get it, it doesn't become like a perfect is the enemy of the good type thing. It's like you can still be doing things and recognizing where it's coming short, but working closer and closer and closer yeah. um, within this. world. So I want to go all the way back and get off of the like organizational yeah, p- yeah. and just the two of y'all sitting in this room together. And the way you're sharing the microphone is like you've clearly spent a lot of time talking to each other before. <laughs> um, so I want to go to the first maybe the if possible, if you remember the first time that you were in a room together and what you remember and what you remember about each other and first impressions and all that kind of stuff. Sure. I'll go. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So it's so crazy. Justin and I have this crazy, like, I don't know, intersection uh, life. Jacinda lives uh, black uh, west, no, black east of me for like all of my high school years Mm -hmm. and maybe some of my grammar school years. But I used to always hear her name like being yelled at a building. (laughs) And I would be like, who has my name? Like, why? Like, (laughs) yeah. And I'm like, (laughs) so I never met her, right? But then like when I was around 19 and I was at my boyfriend's house, now husband, um, uh, she came in and they were like, this is Jacinda. And before she spoke, I was like, that's the girl. <laughs> That's the one. And she was like, you know, um, she just was, my impression of her was like, where is she from? Cause she, you know, sounds like she speaks like she's black. She, you know, has curly hair. So she might be mixed, um, you know, but she has some very native, like, features in her eyes so I'm like what who are you like yeah. what is up with this chick and she was just like so like mm, like when she came through the door and I was like I could imagine uh. she, she actually she actually kicked at the door <laughs> right like that's how she came like I'm here and I was like they oh, probably snap. did like a, a helicopter hand spin <laughs> right. or so there was a, there was a, exactly there was a marching band behind right. all that and I was just like so um amazed and like mesmerized by her and I was like, I just got to know you, but I want to let you know 
that you got my name or it's close to my name and they've been calling it on my block. (laughs) (laughs) How about you? First impressions the other way? Uh, We have a piece. We have a a two woman show that we do that's called Love is a Tender Headed Hoe. (laughs) (laughs) It's just about this work. And but Jaquanda has this um, piece that opens up the show um, that she wrote that um, the the first line is it started on a basketball court. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think, kind of where we were really feeling each other. It's that same night later mm-hmm. on we went to play ball. Um, but actually, I I don't remember so much of that. But I do remember when I fell back in love with Jaquanda. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes we will be like on trips with shorties or wherever. And we'll be in a hotel room. And obviously they're, they're turned. So we're turned. Or we're laying in the bed like take their ass to sleep already. <laughs> but what? But um, we had this like talk that lasted probably until the sun came up for about five or six hours, and this was like ten years in to our relationship hmm. and into this work. And I just realized there's I'll never know enough about you, <laughs> and the things I do know I want to hear them again. Like I mm. want to know them in a different way or hear them on the hotel bed versus, you know, I want to cry yeah. with you. Like, and so just I just knew like th- this is like the love of my life. Wow. You know? That's beautiful. You know, it's funny for like a minute, a good minute, I thought y'all were like biological sisters. Like I thought (laughs) (laughs) for like a very, very long time. I don't even remember like up until recently, I thought y'all were sisters. That is amazing though. When you make something together for so long uh, and you start, like you said, it's not just learning new things. It's hearing the same things and then they mean something different to you. That's a really cool. And so are are there any particular things that come to mind either for for either of y'all about like something that let's say in the last five years you learned about the other person? You're like, how did I not remember that? Or how did I not know that? Or like this person like, you know, does watercolor painting and I had no idea. (laughs) Was the last time when y'all was surprised? Yeah. (laughs) Or what surprises you or about the other person? I just, I love hearing people talk to us about the other person in the room and what they love about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I have this memory and it's it does go further back, but it was um, like her brother, Anton, um, he he told me one time, he was like, I know you're 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 starting to hang with Jacinda and I just want <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't think I've ever told you. This. I don't think I've ever told you this. <laughs> oh, uh, here we go, here's a moment. And the whole thing comes crashing. <laughs> and it, no, no, it's wonderful. It's like he says he says, um, if you're thinking about doing work with Jacinda, you're thinking right because Jacinda is a person that will show up, that will be committed, that will pour all her love and heart into anything you guys come up with. And so you need to definitely like bond with her and make that happen. And I think that was like right when we started Kumbalese. It probably was the conversation before I came and I was like, let's start Kumbalese. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, and I just, I trusted that and she's never like, disappointing mm. me on that mm. so yeah so let, let's just let's that. jump into the work a little bit um and we'll get to some of the LTAB stuff because that was how I was first familiar with y'all was just, just as someone who came into the city in my 20s and was kind of getting the feel was through through LTAB stuff but I think maybe more so than anyone else involved in that space y'all also are autonomous and do all these other things uh so dynamically so like Rather than saying, what are all the programs? Um, what are the pieces of what y'all are doing right now that are exciting to, to each of you? Mm. Yeah. 
You sure? Okay, I didn't get to think about it. Um, <laughs> I think I'm excited. So we, <laughs> well, like we always do, start shit when we don't really have any way to make it happen. <laughs> um, we, I relate. Do it. Like, Eerily and terrifyingly familiar. Yeah. It's like you, it just works out and gives blessings. So um, we, we started a publishing company because we thought that was important. It's called With a Mighty Roar. And so we released our first book, which is called Fill-Ins. Put some respect on it. Mm. It's a coloring po. It's a poetic coloring book, um, and we're working on a, a, our second book, which is called "We Got Five on It." Actually, six. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, so I'm proud of that. I'm also um, excited about. So we've always like um, thought of uh, Kumalinks as like this youth organization, but clearly we have been guided by, you know, our elders, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of the practices, like with, you know, anything that we practice, we didn't come up with it. It was mm-hmm. obviously modeled or we got a glimpse of it somewhere. Lineages. And was, and yeah, right. And we're like mad respectful of that. And um, so I think I'm I'm excited like to see that, that our crew grows as we, as we age, right? And so it becomes more intergenerational and more intentional about being intergenerational mm-hmm. and what that kind of community looks like that centers young folks that centers folks that need to be censored but also acknowledges that we are intergenerational Mm -hmm. um so i'm excited about that and one of the pieces of that is an initiative that we kind of again started without really having a way to make Mm -hmm. it happen but we were like if you know we i think i really believe in like naming shit right and so it's like we're gonna name that we're gonna be intentional about holding space and curating space and trying to bring in resources to support 18 and over youth, yeah. right? And just recognizing like, they basically they just, when they turn 18, it's like, peace yeah. out. And they're, and you're like, you're what not, the You're fuck? not young anymore. <laughs> yeah. like, and I think we ha- we actually created that for ourselves at 18 and 19 when right. we were, people were like, you're not young anymore. You have a right. shorty that's two years mm-hmm. old. You're living on your own. Like, y'all. Right. Good luck. Right. Yeah. Literally. And so yeah. we were like, okay, we've gone, we'll support ourselves <laughs> right. then. And the, then go the, right. the youth, like space sometimes it's kind of like a real strict mama like you got to get out of my house at 18 <laughs> yeah exactly so, and we're joking about it but on a you know on the negative side like the what that means then for like fetishizing people who are under 18 and like shape you know yeah. putting them up on a platform regardless of what they actually have to say and, and what tools you're actually giving them and benefiting off of them and then once they turn 18, there's always going to be another crew of 15-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes, you know, in some time, this, like, kind of disposable cycle mm-hmm. there. Because um, there's all, yeah, there's always going to be, in the city of Chicago, a crew of talented 15-year-olds <laughs> who are ready to write and make art. I'm so, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Because that shit is so real. Yeah. And, like, we are not right for that shit. Yeah. You know? So how do you think about that? But as I am, is this piece that we're like, you know what? We're going to carve time in our day, in our week to really focus on talking with that age group and saying like, you know, and not a big group, like just the folks we love that are showing up to the space anyways, but feeling like I just got to get in where I fit in, you know? But being intentional about that. So I'm excited about that as I that work with the young Mm -hmm. folks. I'm probably naming everything that you'll name. Should I stop Mm -hmm. and let you jump in? Yes. (laughs) Okay, so I am excited about um, basically the 
really the pilot that like pushed us to do the As I Am program, which is the Chicago Hip Hop Theater Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we started the Chicago Hip Hop Theater Festival two years ago, um, really to highlight a lot of the young, youth 18 and up who were creating their own works, um, who were needing support in getting their work out. Um, and so... But they were they were specific to want to do their work on their own terms, hmm. um, and they wanted to, it to be community based. And so we um, carved a space. We created a, a theater space in the park. We reclaim public hmm. space, mm-hmm. um, and so we have this five day festival um, that is now going into its third year. And the work that has touched this the stage is reflective of the youth that have grown grown up in this city that um that uh are working to you know um get their voices out there to tell their stories their stories to be valued and to also step into a professional theater world um that they have some some work um say about mm-hmm. and so you know we were finding a lot of our youth like to perform and do hip hop theater but don't go to theaters right. um and so how do we you know reengage theater um in our space in our community and so well, tell them what we did <laughs> what we did was <laughs> We, the space. Okay, the, the space. space. Oh, okay. So the new space, because we started off with a, like a circus tent um, outside, which was I thought was dope too. But this year, we um, purchased three uh, containers, yeah. shipping containers, and we made them into a black box theater um, space, and which is amazing in itself. Like that period, mm-hmm. like that itself is public art. But then when we ignited with Animated, theater, yeah. it's just like, <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, it's something that everybody should experience in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can at the Chicago Hip Hop Theater <laughs> Festival. The smoothest of all the plugs. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Which will be happening June 6th through the 12th. That's finessing the plug. Yeah, well, <laughs> that was pretty good. So, so I, have a, I have a really uh, big question. Mm-hmm. That comes from a place. All the other ones. Yeah, <laughs> that comes from a place of reverence. But I want to stay a little bit here in like the nuts and bolts because I don't want to take for granted. Because sometimes I think we think that like only our people listen to this. But mm-hmm. as we like kind of go out and meet some of our listenership, it's people who are not familiar with the scene or maybe not familiar with the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I want to just get a little bit more of a description of the the Kumba Link space because I remember my first couple times being there was in relationship to the support or like building a bridge uh, between the folks in Ferguson and, and y'all young people and coming and see y'all kind of like, I think it was an after, I think it was a weekday after school and it just was utopia. Like, it, you know, what, what was available, the, the, the layout of it. Um, so to the best of your ability with words, can you paint the picture of what the room looks like and how it may function mm-hmm. on a given day? And then I have a big, bigger question after that. that. <laughs> we got, we got time. That was a setup. <laughs> I feel like we could just give a soundbite. We once did all these audio recordings where we asked young folks to mm. do that. And Gina, you remember Gina? Yeah. She was like, it's like a bunch of buzzing bees. Right? A hip hop beehive. <laughs> Six o'clock, you've got this park jumping around like a beehive, you know, and everyone is just buzzing. You've got music playing in the dance room and you've got a bunch of kids sitting around a table drawing and talking and laughing and hearing stories and imagining 
I like this impression. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the We person. love you, Gina. <laughs> but it we feels also, accurate. We also can put the audio in on the podcast if you send it to me afterwards. We'll put it in. I'll there. definitely Look send at that. it to you. Look yeah. at so that. So I don't even have to do it. Shout out to the podcast <laughs> listeners. But it is in the Park District. Word. And like, so... Fit, set, 16 years ago, we like were one of the first um, folks to like be an arts partner in the Park District, which is, is kind of a really radical notion, yeah. right, of like community being able to have space mm-hmm. inside of a Park District, which is really unique to Chicago because a lot of cities don't have field houses and yeah. park districts. Mm-hmm. So You've heard me, Dave's heard me talk about the parks here, like as, an, as, as a transplant here. Like that was the thing that blew my mind was not just that there are parks, but they are so beautiful and they're like dedicated public space all over the city. And they're maintained so beautiful. It's like an incredible thing. And you think about y'all being there and like Free Street Theater mm-hmm. being in a public park and all these other organizations. Yeah, something I took for granted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, word. Me too. It actually took someone from the West Coast yeah. to point it out to us. Yeah. And yeah, then since then, I've one. been like, alhamdulillah. <laughs> 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 doesn't mean it doesn't come with a lot of, of course, stuff, yeah, right? Because like dog parks are like the thing now. <laughs> which but t- space is at a premium here, you know, yeah. and ownership of space is such a tricky thing. Yeah. So to be able to, even just like the permission to For space. 16 years. You yeah, know, yeah exactly. Down. I think we've been blessed though, because the, um, Uptown, you know, I grew up, I'm three generations in Uptown, and um, the the piece about that is that it's you know there has been resistance for those for decades, but it's you know you can see who's winning, but th- that's not the point. The point is is that um, in that park because it's been in this like transit time, we have benefited from that. Mm-hmm. So folks haven't wanted to take over that park in the way it's it's literally just been us mm-hmm. like in that space like. You come up there and we have the whole second floor. There's no other arts partner that has space like that. Mm. But it's because the shit is falling apart. Mm. <laughs> you know? And the park district knows that and is doing what you know whatever they need to do to do that. But I think, yeah, mm. so our, we have this big space that's echoey, you know, that there's, you know, young folks in one corner DJing and learning like the fundamentals of that. There's some writers in the corner, you know. Which you showed the fundamentals of DJing on the turntables in here while the song was playing. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was very impressive. <laughs> Keep my hands to myself. <laughs> but you also got like, you got like, a, you got like a, a recording studio in yeah, there. So some... we have a recording studio, a dance studio, um, a art um room, a, a space for dedicated writing and theater. Um, but I think what m- most people really like love about our space is the art that is in it. So mm-hmm. we have like murals and walls that are, have been painted through our festivals. We have um, archive photos, frame photos um, up all over the space. Um, posters. Posters. Like, we, like you're walking into like Kumbalink's museum when you walk mm, into yeah. Clarendon Park. Mm. Um, yeah. And stages that you built when you were pregnant. Yes. Like there's so much history in, yeah. in that space, you know, because we've been there for so long. I have a big question of that, but what's your big question? My big question. Me? Okay. So this is like the biggest question I can ask. So when, <laughs> so when we, we, when we started this show, right, we had like a central thesis, which is that there is this overlap between cultural spaces and like the budgeting social movements that was happening a la like let us breathe having their like my, my i think my first time before i went down to ferguson there was like a gathering at kuma links and like mick jenkins was there and like uh angel davenport was yeah. there and we had like a little panel yeah. discussion jason was there and stuff um so yeah this overlap of like this cultural renaissance which has been kind of branded and that is being like the foundation or the seeds 
of this political movement and there being like an overlap of that. And so we basically have gone through and asked that question or tried to figure out and got a bunch of results, like a hundred and some results. And what we basically came up with is that from creating spaces that are in a lot of ways in response to the divestment and the, the the deprivation in our communities, there has been like this diamond creation of uh, beautiful young people that have been nurtured, uh, developed, and have this political consciousness that can be that can activate the radical imagination in some really powerful ways. So that's kind of like our conclusion that we go out and tell the city or right. the world whenever somebody will let us. And if they cut the check, bring us to bring us to your campus cut the check. and we'll bring people with us that are amazing. <laughs> um, and so with that, I think now that we're two years in, uh, we're wanting to challenge ourselves and like, is that something we want to take as so, right? So as mentors and like, I say this with like much love and reverence creeping towards elders. <laughs> and, and I, we say elders in training. Okay. Oh, I like that. So EITs. EITs. <laughs> As EITs, um, the, the idea, the, do, do you, <laughs> yeah, you definitely need a shirt. <laughs> do you, uh, do you uphold or agree with the Renaissance concept? Is that, is something new happening or is it more just, what is um, and it's been branded successfully and marketed successfully or was it happening and is no longer happening in the same way sorry to put you yeah on. yeah yeah those are all big questions yeah. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> I, I warred you like six seven minutes ago <laughs> like is what is being told is the thing that we are saying hap- is happening actually happening is really the question and if so your perspective and if and if there is some nuance what can we add to our understanding I'll say yeah oh wow that was so funny (laughs) i say yes um and i think i think like it's a cycle right Mm -hmm. so like you know 21 years ago i think we felt like we were the Mm -hmm. the renaissance right so like and to just see that you know continuing to rebirth i love that and and so i do think yes that you, you guys are branding that correctly um the nuances of it I'll let you send a talk. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, Are you I, sure y'all like each other? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think this just keeps coming to me um, with that question. I haven't really thought about that question in that way. And that's probably because we're so like, we right. get told all the time we're in the factory and we yeah. should step out and see what's like really happening mm-hmm. in the factory so that we can have some theory because mm-hmm. it's all yeah. like application constantly. Yeah, y'all make a lot of stuff yeah, <laughs> um, but we're trying to step out and like and 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 think about these bigger questions as we now become the support of whatever that looks like. But I think fundamentally, black liberation is at the center of a lot of this. Whether that's um, the art that's being made, um, and that's the, so that looks that may look different, right? And that that's looks that's looked different for us over twenty years in terms of like who, like what we what we what we. Um, amplifier what we hmm. what we focus in on right um but black liberation has never left that with mm-hmm. the understanding like the 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 core understanding that of that comes first right and so i think though it has i don't know if i'm way off no no, here, no right on <laughs> but i think 
though it may change, like it, it may look different. It may, I think, but the core is still there like that. And, um, and that's how I stay connected to like our elders who have a very Black Panther, like male patriarch, like sort of lens mm-hmm. on what Black liberation is. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? I'm not tripping on that because I know at the root of that, we all still get it. Right. Mm-hmm. And if there's a nuance of like it that has something to do with gender or that has something to do with like like who get who we're centering at this moment in time, the the point we're still connected to the history mm-hmm. of this land. And we still yeah. get like the, that notion of like where liberation must start first. Mm-hmm. So I think. Yeah. That's the nuance I think that right. I'm playing with. So it feels like we're talking about this moment, but it it has to be in that in that context and in that lineage, rather than being like, um, this is the first time that yes. any <laughs> dope stuff has ever come out of the city of Chicago that had a you know liberatory bend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we're sitting in just, JP just Chill's spot. Yeah. Like I was telling you, I, I've never been in here. I've been oh, on well, calls, so wild, which is wild. <laughs> but like you know, I grew up knowing like High Park was like a field trip. Mm, yeah, I mm-hmm. have crazy stories about my first trip to High Park. How about you? You have just a bunch of crazy stories <laughs> in general. <laughs> What's a crazy story about your field about your trips to High Park? Oh God. <laughs> I'm revealing a lot, but I was like mad young and I was tripping, like tripping. With a G. Tripping, yeah. I was like 14. It was my first time, I think, coming to the South Side. Wow. So I grew up with like, you know, I went to school mostly black folks. Like I grew up in Uptown, which was like Mm -hmm. the most diverse at the time in the nation. A lot of mixed folks, so like very used to that and very used, but very used to poor folks, right? right. Like racially diverse, but socioeconomically completely like like everybody was broke that I grew up with. Like it was just I don't I had so many like cultured uh, moments, culture shock, like going to college and like meeting like a completely different type of white person. Right. Um, but anyways, I'm on the bus. Those times, yeah. as Chris Rock's mom calls him, the real white people. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm on the bus and, you know, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be fast. I'm on the bus. We're taking the six. The first time I'm on the six, um, we're tripping. There's this boy that I'm like loving. I'm digging him. Shout it's the day him. that um, Tribe's album came out. Which one? Um, it's 19. Um, the low end. OK. Right. What is that? 92. That would be. Are you like a connoisseur of like albums? Uh, I and... could fake it. OK. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, it's 90, not 90 Google it somebody while we're talking. No, cuz that was that was the Yeah, first no, it wasn't 92. You're right. It was 91. Uh, that's what my thought, but I wasn't confident. Yeah. Um <laughs> so anyways, that album, it's the day that that album dropped. I was 6 months old. So yeah, okay. Okay. OMG. Just I'm, just I just told too much about <laughs> no, my age. So, you're on the bus. So, I'm on the bus. We're going to a party in Hyde Park and we finna listen to the album, mm-hmm. right? And so, we're on this bus and I hear talking like this. Oh, my God. Really? No, I didn't even think that. I haven't heard this before. <laughs> but I know how I look and how I'm perceived. So I'm like, I tell my homegirl, like, are they talking about me? I know these bitches ain't talking about me. <laughs> but I'm tripping. And it's like over the top oh of like God, the, the Valley Girl yeah. talk. And. Long story short, it was the first time that I had ever heard a black girl speak that way. Hmm. And I thought she was mimicking me being white. (laughs) And my girl had to say, no, this is like light skin, Hyde Park. That's 
how they talk. This, this exists. This exists. So it was like culture shock. Yeah, it was for, and still know. does. Yeah. yeah. So and it was a lot of light skinned yeah. black boys yeah. like that. I, you know, and of yeah. course, for a minute, you're like, damn, they're so fine in Hyde Park because you're just you never saw that before. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it was, but it was a, it was an experience. With Hyde Park. Yeah. That was always like the reputation of like Kenwood and stuff yes. like that. But you have a big question and I feel like. Oh, you, no. Now I need it. to remember my big question. I don't remember we my big question. We were talking about the theory. We were talking about the space. Yeah, Do you want to get into. Yeah, let's L-tab go. Let's stuff? go into some of that stuff. It was about yeah. her being pregnant, I think. Something that was when you said I have a big question when I mentioned her. I have no questions about okay. <laughs> Okay. That is between you Explain and your child. Okay. Explain that to me. Please, what was that like? We have not we have not asked in the first 112 episodes where do babies come from? Okay, okay. No, don't worry about it. But I wanna I wanna get into some of the updap stuff because like I said, that was kind of the first entry point into September twenty fourth, nineteen ninety-one. The low end theory was released. Word. <laughs> and also marked in history on Wikipedia as the first time that Jacinda heard about girl black. <laughs> Let yeah. me school you guys. Throw back for them. Seriously. Um, but, you know, as I said, y'all are, are in, in many ways more autonomous than other folks who engage with LTAB. I think that you do, you're, you don't define your work based off of that relationship. Um, and, and so, we can take this to the specifics of it, but it's kind of the bigger question is being an, a, a nonprofit and being an organization in this city with partnerships. How do you balance partnerships with folks who maybe don't necessarily have the same uh, bend or practice or liberatory vision or say they do and then come up short or, you know, copy your stuff for their stuff. Like, Basically, in the real world of existing, how do you deal with those tensions uh, with with other people who maybe you're like, oh, this is shady, but there's access here. And let me let's get some context to that question for the folks. Let's not take for granted mm-hmm. that folks. First of all, louder than a bomb, the largest youth poetry festival in the world, starting in Chicago, and Kumba Links be killing that shit, right? Like over the years, like have won. I, I probably wouldn't know, but have won it five, five times. Actually, six. Six, according to, six times according as, as to teams. The book. And ha- have put up great individuals and, and have been a, a centerpiece and a, a staple of that space. So that is kind of the context for folks who are unfamiliar with LTAP. Yeah, so, so what do you imagine that really? How do you understand that relationship? Is it, par- is it a partnership? Is it an affiliation? <laughs> is it a, a mutually beneficial parasitic relationship? Like, what is it? <laughs> Um, I think um, we look at it as um, two great entities in Chicago um, doing really great work and um, trying to work with each other on some things and maybe not on others. Um, I think to your question about how do we deal with, um, I think you said something like, how do you deal with? the tensions or something Mm -hmm. um i think like really honestly like day by day like we take it day by day um (laughs) (laughs) one day at a time um so i think um you know we had we were we were we sat at the table in the beginning before el tabo started with a collective of folks who you know really laid out a vision for what el tab would look like um and um but and probably some of those pieces exist in some exactly, of them don't. you know, and so now we are just 
we're doing what we always do, which is being vocal and challenging things um, when we think they're not going the right way. Um, I don't think that's ever going to change from us. Um, but we're also letting, you know, our participation in LTAP be guided by the youth's will and want. And mm-hmm. so the youth want to be involved in LTAB. And since their, their voice and wants are centered, we're going to support that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why we, you see us there. We have not, let me disseminate the myth that Kumbulinks mm-hmm. has won uh, LTAB every year <laughs> since it's been <laughs> inception. Um, we actually lost for a good long, about <laughs> 10 years straight um, and then had the luck of winning and, you know, have been able to hold the, t- the title for a while. So, um, like you said, five, well, now six times. Um, but, yeah, that's what I would say. About Cindy, it. you want to add some to that? Um, no, no I, I think that um, and when you win, there's certain things that come in, in, that, in the game of competition. Um, like what? Like when folks that who are not winning have something to say and make mad assumptions. Um, and I think that we just have to have, we're playing that game. So that's going to come with it. Hmm. Um, and I think that our artist, our excellence is challenged often. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's because yeah. the, the, the critique I've heard that I felt is unfair Right is and it makes sense as we're having this conversation is that Kumba Links is such a dynamic, um, uh, not intersectional. What's the word? Uh, you do a bunch of different things, right? And and have also this theatrical and like dance background, and that comes to the stage in a way that I think is distinct and unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard people be like critical of like the design or the the dynamics or the theatrics yeah. of a Kumba Links piece that is kind of like a, a trendsetter in some ways. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've heard criticism on that. So how do you, yeah. do you, do you hear that? Do you take that in? And and, and how do you understand or respond? And I've to heard that? your young people write back to that critique too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's been ongoing since day one. Mm. Right. But, but we don't audition our poets, right? We don't like, we're not, they're not, it's not a, you know, it's not an, AAU team, right? right? It's young folks that have an interest in preserving their story or exploring issues that are, you know, impacting them. And so that means that might be a graffiti writer that has never been asked, like, you know, who are you? Right. And for the first time, he's putting pen to paper in that way. Um, Or that may be a dancer, a footworker. And so obviously when you're creating work, you're going to pull on your strengths. And if your strengths right. happen to be that you're a footworker, well, we're damn sure going to put that in our right. work mm-hmm. because we're competing to win. And we're excellent at that at times. And so why are we being shamed or punished or critiqued for doing excellence, mm-hmm. right? Like if we're all in this work to love on young people for being their most excellent self, for acknowledging that they are better than their worst action, right? If we believe in that, then why are we harassing them for stepping up and doing that, right? Mm. Um, That's how I think I respond to that. I I mean, the, the thing that like, I think gets named and gets kind of like, you know, I think almost like jokingly named, like, you know, the points are not the point or this is a trick. But the, the, the central contradiction of like competition and like liberatory art, right? Like mm-hmm. co- I think competition is like the, the opposed to like collectivity and cooperation, right? I think they are 
the antithesis. Yeah. And so how do y'all balance that? Cause, cause then even, you know, as mentors to young people like that, that loss, you feel that oh, yeah. even though you try to like preach that it's about the love and about the community, <laughs> how do y'all as people who have been around it for a very long time, understand that central contradiction of what, and not just LTAB, like what in slam general. is yeah. in general. I mean, I think, you know, once we agree to slam, it's like we are agreeing right. to compete. That's what you said. Yeah. Like, we are playing this game. Yeah. So it's uh, you can't be mad at this game when you signed up to play this game. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 so with that, that comes, you know, like very competitive coaches, you know, <laughs> but um, the hand was placed on Jacinta. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't let off trick you. Um, so, no, I think, yeah. Um, but, but like, we're all saying like that, you know, the, the liberatory education and, and art that is created from Kumaliks lives beyond LTAB. And so that's kind of, I think for us is what we do keep centered, you know, like this work will, this work will, um, you know, grow over these 10 weeks before LTAB is happening. Mm -hmm. It will live in LTAB and it will continue to grow through our hip hop theater work. So, um, so yeah, I think when it comes to like losing and, you know, we do our best to like, you know, be okay with that and to support the youth, but we are very real and like, you know, um, raw about this is a competition. So yeah. there is a, you know, a chance you'll lose and we'll have to get over it and move on. So to kind of zoom out a little bit from this question, it, it comes to something that I, I, this is another one of those, just like, I need advice moments um, is knowing that you're going to be playing a game that participates in whether it's competition or benefits some people more than others or exploits people up to 18 and then throws them to the curb. Like as people who are able to recognize those systems within funding structures or programming pieces, and then still try to do the best you can within them and, and not lose your core how the hell do you do that? Um, and not just, how do you resist the urge to say, well, I see the problems with this, so I'm not going to do it. How do you say, well, I'm going to do it because it can bring not just these material things, but it'll bring these things to my, to the young people participating. Yeah. So one thing I hear in this question yeah. is that, that, that I think the, the, like the meat of what you said today is that like liberation is at the core of right. the guiding piece. So how in the specifics is liberation centered? How do you keep liberation centered in things that are not inherently liberatory? Exactly. And I think that it's about longitudinal commitments. <clears throat> Break that down for me. Wait. It's showing up um, constantly, consistently, like not for the trend, not because now it's the Renaissance thing to do is to be an artist and an activist. Like, what the fuck is that term? Mm -hmm. You know, like that's really packed with a lot of what, <laughs> right? You don't like the term artivist? <laughs> <laughs> whatever they want, whatever. Like, you know, it's just a, a title at the mm. end of the day. It's really like when folks aren't looking, we still have to be there, mm. you know? And so um, that's the piece. That is the winning like magic of KL in LTAB. Right. right. It's it's the follow up and the follow through. And it's why I believe so wholeheartedly that work has to happen on the in the margins as much as it does 
in these institutions that have historically failed us. Right. right? And that you talk about legacy and lineage. Mm-hmm. Like we learn that from Mississippi Freedom Schools. Like right. that's real. Right. We right. we learn about liberation in that way. And so that's why we function in that way. We, you know, we're in schools. At one point in LTAP, we had like six or seven teams competing in LTAP from many different schools and then the home base in Uptown. Mm. Um, Cause we've tried different things, you right. know, to see what works, but yeah. yeah. No, that's the, the, the show up is big. One last question before we get to our final and possibly most important yeah. game <laughs> as we get ready to get out of here. Um, you mentioned, and you don't have to get into the specifics. I'm not asking you to like snitch on your own policies here, but how, any advice for finessing money? <laughs> and these systems? No, you don't have to answer. <laughs> the look was, was golden. You should um, charge for the. I think you're. I think I heard you say it. Like when folks have funds, you have a fee. That Cut the sense. check. Cut the check. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That makes sense. Where? Right. So yeah, I'm gonna end. I'm gonna end with with a little bit of gas <laughs> before we get into our game. So yeah, again, just like an hour was not enough time. I I, I am uh, eternally grateful as like. You know, Ferguson was really like the watershed moment or my entry point into like political activity. I went down there with a, a carload of We Get Free Kumbaling shirts and was able to, you know, give it to people on Florissa Avenue. And it became like a, a jersey and something that meant something. Um, and so from that moment, there's always been like a deep like internal love that is everlasting for Kumba Link. So thank y'all very much. Not just on a merchandise perspective. You know, you know, you know, for the free too, you know? Uh, And so, yeah, that love will always be there. So I just want to say that, but the centerpiece of, of what we do here, the cornerstone of our show is a game. Uh, It's all about accountability. Um, You know, we, 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 we believe in beef. We believe in beef in the streets. Um, And there's a sect of the world that has run amok, as I like to say. And those people are, R&B singers. And so every week we like to invite our guests to start beef with an R&B singer <laughs> from any era. It could be out of love. We do not encourage that. <laughs> Wait, I just, so you don't like R&B? I do like R&B. Oh, okay. I believe R&B singers have run amok. Oh, okay. I believe the art is important. Rhythm and blues is really important. And it has been used in very Co-opted. marketed marketed patriarchal damaging ways um, as y'all think the game got started for r kelly and his his jersey was put in the rafters mm-hmm. i'm bringing his jersey down he is he is fair play you all you could have a compliment but uh i just like kind of want some like non-joking stuff uh we know and like quantitatively we know how like predatorial and abusive r kelly has been mm-hmm. but i recently read the rolling stone like long mm-hmm. article about like a girlfriend who was an adult who was a um like a radio dj in dallas i believe mm-hmm. and like two years of like abuse and it, it was monstrous mm-hmm. um and i think that was the most qualitative information yeah. i've got about it and so it enraged me on another level as he still just, you know, is able to to operate in space. And Talk about a muck. Yeah, he's he's run a muck. He's running. So I wanted to say that for the people who listen every week as There's we jump. A lot of brothers that this. run mucks like that, though, y'all. <laughs> so yeah, if y'all yeah. got some, let, I let, mean, let, I don't know if there the are squad. RB singers. <laughs> we can expand. Just <laughs> <laughs> beef no, with a man. The power. I, I I get it. Um, yeah. R. Kelly was actually the first person that of course, popped of course, yeah, yeah, of course, yes. Um, so I'm gonna have to think about that for a second. Yeah, I heard this question and I was like, I, I mean, I heard that y'all asked this question and I was, I mean, so I, I had time to think about it and I was like, I, I, 
because I have a love hate thing with R and B. Like I made babies <laughs> to R and B. Like I've fought. I've fought. Look, we've all made. Okay, babies. we've all done it. <laughs> we've all done it. We're all hypocrites. Um, no, I feel bad. Like because, but. This just came to me while we were sitting here. Mm-hmm. Usher's pretty interesting. This is five in a row. He's, he's really he's snuck stepping in. up. He's, he's, he's stepping moving up. Moving into third place, yeah. I think, in the rankings here. Of terrible yeah. I, th- I think it is. Uh, it has become Kale's Chris Brown. Usher. Uh, yeah. Usher has cozied up okay. at number three. Well, that- I just, you know, Chris, he just did a, a woozy mm-hmm. on my child when um, the whole Rihanna thing went down. And I think Sage was like, 12 yeah 13 it was it was it was great because it gave us you know that moment to like really go into Mm -hmm. it and and open dialogue about it but he was really hurt you Mm. know like he he was going through it Mm. and so and i think victor too like cried oh i'm sorry victor (laughs) um but (laughs) but also shout out to all y'all kids yeah yeah like (laughs) so much we love y'all yeah 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 now now they all know they were made to ask you We gotta get out of here. Where can folks find out more about your work? How, is there anything they should know about that's coming right up? Other plugs? Yes, um, yes for sure. Uh, we have Arts Explosion 2017, um, and it is happening for the first time in a long time in our home base at Clarendon Park, 4501 North Clarendon. This is a celebration of art um, and work of youth from that have been working on art all year. So this is the culmination of their work. It is also our annual benefit. We only do it once a year and we hope that you all will come out and support. Tickets are $25 um, and it's December 15th, Clarendon Park. December 15th, Clarendon Park. <laughs> also, can I just plug that um, Jaquanda and I released, um, a, I said earlier, a poetic coloring book. Mm-hmm. And you can, all of the money from that book goes back to KL. Oh, we cool. talk about trying to generate income. I know books aren't big sellers, but uh, 100% goes. So if you want to get that, you could just, you can cop it on the website, I think. Yes. Right? It's yeah. kumbalinks.org. Org. We'll be back next week with another conversation from Chicago and beyond. That's Edgar Radio. Much love to the people. Peace.